Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. All right, ladies, today is a day. I'm not kidding you. I bring you a lot of information on this podcast, but sometimes it's probably a little drier than I want it to be. And I'm promising you today that I've got somebody who we are going to have some fun with. Her name is Corinne Crabtree, and she has been a mentor of mine um, for so long. She's been part of my coaching support system. She's someone who I've loved for years. Corinne, you don't know this. You've been to bed with me. Awesome. <laughs> Only because I listen to her podcast uh, in the mornings when I'm waking up because it's great inspiration. And Corinne, the reason I introduced her, wanted to bring Corinne in today is because she has such an amazing story. She has taken her business, I'm not kidding you people, from one that cost her money to run to becoming a juggernaut of an eight-figure and still growing business. And it's so cool how she's done it. We're going to talk about it today. Her claim to fame was building a weight loss coaching business after losing 100 pounds herself, okay? But she's just so much more than that. She's really, she's just such an inspiration to so many women, not only on how they take care of themselves, but she's also evolving into helping women who want to focus on weight loss coaching and create great businesses. She's starting to do this through a certification program of hers where she shares her own success principles and the foundations of how to help them do that. So, I mean, she is just amazing. There's nothing this woman can't do. And Karen, I'm so happy to have you here today. What haven't I shared with my, my folks about you that you think is important for them to hear? Well, I think the most important is that is that I really did start from nothing. I, um, uh, I'm, I'm like the most untraditional, I would think, person to kind of come into being a business person. I was um, always overweight when I was in school. And I also was very poor growing up. And so I never have been exposed to money. I've never been exposed to entrepreneurship. I was not taught that women could make as much money as we want. Like my mom literally was like, Please, baby, don't get pregnant. Find you a man who can take care of you and, you know, just work hard for the rest of your life. That's the ticket to a great life. So, and, you know, and God love her. I mean, she was 17 when she had me. To her, that was arriving. Like that was the dream. So when I was 17, I was uh, very depressed. I attempted suicide. Uh, I had a full ride to college within one semester. I dropped out to support this dude that I had eloped with right after high school. Like talk about somebody who was just trying as hard as they could to not be a success in life. (laughs) Like I was like running those formulas left and right. So when I first started my business, I didn't know crap. Like I know nothing. I had, I had a really good work ethic. I had spent time in a 
a restaurant company working from being a server in high school all the way to being a floater in the administrative office to working customer service, eventually being an administrative assistant to an executive. Then they decided that like I could run my mouth and I could run it well. So I should train managers now and I should travel on the road. And then I should write the university course that they were going to be training people. So I always was able to do what I would call show up and outperform Mm -hmm. because I had to. Like I just literally had to, there was only one person to depend on and that was going to be me. I didn't come from money. So when I lost my weight, I was, um, I had a one, like I had a baby. Uh, He was going to Mother's Day out to like socialize and stuff. My son, we found out after that, that he had autism. And so, but I had this time on my hands every day and I had a laptop that when I had left my corporate career to get married and have a child, that they didn't even want it was so busted. They're just like, keep it. It's her going away gift to you. <laughs> so I would sit there on that laptop and I just wanted to help other women feel as good as I did. I wanted to help them figure out how to solve their weight loss problems because I'd battled with it all my life. And I knew that women just, if they just needed someone to help them believe in themselves and they just need someone to like make it a little bit easier for them. So I looked around on the internet. It made sense to me that if I wanted to help people, I needed to go hang out where they were hanging out and start talking to them. And I literally grew my business from, and this is one of the things that I think is important for new people. I did not know what to do. Mm-hmm. There was no course in 2007 when I was starting. There was like, I don't even, I think we had Yahoo. We didn't have Google. Like, I don't remember. Google wasn't a thing. Facebook wasn't a thing. None of the the advantages that we have now were not a thing. But what I did know was that I was going to come up on problems in my business and I just needed to solve them to get to the next problem. Mm -hmm. And I've, that was what made sense to me. It's like, okay, I'm doing these things. Something's not working the way I think it should. There probably is a better way. So I would just get busy figuring out what the better way was. It never occurred to me that I was actually like doing something that is taught now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt very intuitive to do that. Right. It felt very like um, I had known in weight loss that the biggest problem I had had for years was uh, giving up before a solution would present itself. You know, I would just be like, oh, that didn't work. I guess I'm just destined to be a failure. I did not do that in business. I had learned in weight loss to quit thinking that way. Mm -hmm. So when it was time for me to build my business, I just didn't think that way. I just knew it was useless. Now, for a long time in my business, I started in 2007. I wasn't really even profitable till 2015. And that was not because something was wrong with me or whatever, I was just so focused on helping people. It didn't, I didn't even think about it as being something that I was, it was my money-making business. In my mind, it was like, I mean, I showed up like it was the business that it is today, every day. I showed up like a CEO, but I was so focused on just helping people that I didn't factor in like, I think we could make money at this. Like I just, I didn't, I charged some, but I charged very little. And I charged based on my self-worth that I was still working through. Like, um, like I still just didn't, I was, 
I still identified as someone with a weight problem who was just good at losing weight. I hadn't really identified as someone who was um, like an authority on weight loss who was never going to have this problem again. So it took a little while uh, for me to make that switch. But in 2015, when I decided like this has to become a business, my son was at a point in his life where we were putting him into a private school that was going to cost 50K a year. And um, even though my husband had a great job, that was going to mean a lot of sacrifice for us. We were going to have to, you know, not go on trips and not do things. And I did not want that for us. Mm -hmm. So my first financial goal was, I looked at my husband and I said, let's put him in this private school and I'm going to start making enough money to be able to pay cash for that school every single year so that we can keep our lifestyle that we like. And I think when I proved to myself that I could do that that year, Mm -hmm. then it was like, oh, crap. Can we just set money goals now and like do like serve people and make money? (laughs) I was like, I I mean, just a light bulb went off in my head and I have not looked back since. That is fascinating, Corinne, because it's the exact opposite of what I hear everyone today. They set a money goal and then they fret and they get all their knickers in a twitch around, I'm not good enough. I don't have value to give to people. It sounds like you were so solidly rooted in your value mm-hmm. that once you switched your mindset around, I could actually make money at this. Yeah. You didn't suffer that. I'm not good enough. Is yeah. that fair? That's very fair. I like, I will say I have like, when I started helping people, I never indulged in the idea that I couldn't help someone. I just knew I could. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I will do, I will try a thousand different ways to teach them. I will say something a thousand different ways until something lands. Like I have, I tell people all the time, like when they look at my body of work now, I'm like, that is thousands of hours of answering a question over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And literally, changing it minutely over and over and over again until people in my community are like, I get it now. Oh, this makes so much sense. And the moment somebody does that, I lock in on like, and this is how we're going to start explaining it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just always believed that like, if I kept, I knew that the way that I lost weight was if I keep showing up for me, eventually I will get there because I knew that in weight loss, the only thing that ever prevented me from losing my weight was that at some point I gave up on myself. At some point I was convinced I wasn't good enough, that it wasn't for me. And then I would quit. It was never because of that. It was always because I allowed myself to think that in business. It's just, I, I kept thinking, I just believe they'll get it. I just believe they'll change. I just believe I can teach them. And And then it just, I don't know, it just like had the fuel behind me just showing up every single day and not, I just didn't have time to like diddle in that stuff. It didn't make sense to me to even do it. Perfect. So the first key to being able to really launch yourself out there is that true belief in yourself that you do have something that will make a difference and then continue to hone that skill and continue to refine it until you are so rock solid in that nothing will stop you. Yeah, it's like um, what I see a lot of, the, especially, I always just call them our baby coaches. They're like, they're the newbies. They're the ones who are just starting out. So much is not going to work at first. 
Like you're going to like have a Facebook live and no one's coming and you're going to explain a concept and your client's going to be like, oh, like there's just like so many, there's so many things that aren't going to work, but what can work is for like, I just always believed like, I just let got to keep doing it. I just got to keep doing it. I didn't ever have those things happen. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I must not be good enough to help people. Like it never dawned on me. It was always like, I know I can help people. I just have to keep doing it until they understand what I'm saying. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Let's take the next tipping point. So you, you went from not making any money at all, 2015, you kind of got your, your uh, business kind of plan together and you went out there and you started making money and you became pretty much unstoppable at it. But at what, what was the next broomstick that you had to jump? Where, where did you start uh, having to get more sophisticated in how you were approaching it? And what did you do to, to make the right decisions and the right investments? I had to get really clear on who I was really serving and not like, I always knew that my, I always knew my niche was weight loss. And I knew that I was like, going to go all in on a hundred pounds. It didn't mean that I wasn't going to help people who didn't have a hundred pounds. It just meant that I was always going to speak from the mindset. Like when I drop into who I'm talking to, she weighs between 250 to 300 pounds. So when I'm, even nowadays, when I'm writing content and stuff, I'm like, what is she going to ask me? Like, what example does she need to hear? So that was like kind of the next thing was understanding my client at a really hardcore level. And part of understanding my client was also, um, I had to understand that she was going to pay me. So I had a big story, like the big leap that for me was, like, I really was worried that, um, people like people would never pay much for weight loss and like all these different things around it. And I just had to decide my client also has the money that she wants to spend on it. And the people who don't want to spend money on it, that means they're not my client. It doesn't mean they can't lose weight in a thousand other ways in the world. It doesn't mean that like they can't take my free course. It doesn't mean like if you have a podcast, it doesn't mean they can't listen to the podcast, but I had to quit feeling guilty that I was charging money. And I had to quit feeling um, scared that if I charged what I knew the program was worth, that things were going to go wrong. And a lot of, like when I first started raising my prices, I mean, I was charging so little. Um, Like my first, when I was in my membership, I mean, I was charging people $5.95. And I couldn't even buy a Facebook ad for that. Like, I mean, we didn't have Facebook ads, but I'm like looking back now, you know, if I could do anything over again, it would be to get over my fear of charging and really realize there's my drama around the money. And then the business is just not a personal thing. Like the business needs this kind of money. The Like in order to get this many clients, I need to be making this much money to be able to do these things. That was probably the next big thing for me. It's just kind of understanding how to raise my prices, how to let people, like I had 150 members who were paying me um, $5.95. And when I decided we're going all in at $15.95, to me, that was just like breathtaking that I was going to lose people. Mm. And I knew I would, and I lost half of them. Mm. And the only reason I lost them 
was because I didn't know how to explain the value yet. But for the ones that stayed, I over-delivered like a boss and I started teaching them, you stay with me and you are always going to be well taken care of. And I just got to where I was like, this is worth more than what you're charging. You are worth more than what you're charging. You need to learn, like raise your prices and raise your self-worth to match. Like, let's just work on all this Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, I guess the two biggest things was just kind of understanding a little bit on the technical end, just how much money I did need to make, you know, um, and then getting over being cheap. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I mean, I just, I had to learn how to get over being cheap. Uh, it's so funny. I've, I've been talking a lot about a money blueprint. You know, T. Harv Eckerd, The Millionaire Mind. It is all about what you think about money. And you mm-hmm. that's your blueprint. And you think it belongs to everyone. And it's it's an interesting lesson to learn that everyone has their own blueprint. Yeah. But not to let yours hold you back. So Corinne, I've watched you grow from just the membership site, just the member, just having thousands of members. But you also then started diversifying into into other offerings like retreats and Mm in-person events and things like that. Um, Walk us through a little bit of what your thought process was as you made that move in your business model and what were the hardest parts of that type of a, a scalability for you? So my thought process was we don't sell anything on the front end. So it's like you either are a member or you have nothing to buy. Like, so we've never been ones to like, just, you know, I probably have tons of people that would buy something if I would put it out there, but I don't want that. I don't want to just be selling to be selling. I want intention behind everything that I sell. It has to be able to change someone's life. And so we made a decision that, you know, for the foreseeable future, we are like, once you get into the membership, then you could buy some things, but you can only buy things that I know in my heart would be the next best step for you. And only some of my membership fits that profile. So when you join, um, you know, you're, you're a basic member is going to join at 289. We, and let me just tell you, the reason why we charge 289 to get in is because I'm freaking serious on the inside. Mm-hmm. I don't want tire kickers. It'd be easy for me to just say like $59, try it out. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't want that. And that's not a right decision for everyone, but I've been doing that for years because when somebody chunks down $289, it makes them think. Mm-hmm. Like They're like, well, I want them to like, from the moment they join to take it seriously. And so, because that's important in weight loss. You just, they don't have one second to not take it seriously because that one second is enough for every crappy thought to come in. So we intentionally charge that and then they pay 59. After that, we have a planner that we custom designed. Um, I ended up custom designing a planner and making it available to my people because I like so much of my program is about decisions ahead of time and journaling and all this other stuff. I wanted to make sure that they had a planner that not only addressed the stuff we have, but also for a lot of people, writing and journaling is very scary. And for a while, we tried to just let them free write. Well, we just noticed that a lot of people wouldn't do it. So I gave them a journal where I ask questions that make it feel like, all right, this is the baby steps of getting into thought work. And if it feels good and doable and easy, I'm more likely to think about taking the next level. So that's our whole planner was built around this premise of, 
they need this. Like this is something they need. And then we charge for it. So, and, and if you're a member, you can also download the PDF for free, but we make it easy on them. We have so many clients in small towns that were like, it costing me like a hundred bucks to print your planner at the local, you know, Kinko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get a better deal for them. So the next offering was events. The next thing that I saw in our members was that um, they, they're very close and they're very close knit. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to have like these in-person experiences. And so we have spent years cultivating our event experiences where um, we can bring them all together. And it's a it's a weekend where women get the opportunity to shut the world out, focus on their mind and focus on them. And most of them have a rager party at night. So <laughs> <laughs> there's always that aspect. It's like during the day we're doing all the work and at night it's like mommy's gone wild. <laughs> so, but it, it's on both sides though. Like when I was designing the events, I always design from the experience I want my client to have first. And then I figure out, and what is that worth? But mm-hmm. the first thing that I do is I always design it from what experience do I want them to have? What do I want them to walk out of here knowing and doing? Is it going to, like, is this going to change their life? If it's not, we don't do it. Mm-hmm. So we that's how we ended up with events. And then the next step was we added a one-on-one coaching service inside because we had a smaller group of people. So like, as it gets more expensive, Mm -hmm. it's fewer people are the right fit. But I just believe like, I like the membership should give you everything you need. And then if you want more, you have access to it. And it's for those people who want that, who know that they're the best fit. So we also have a one-on-one service where you can upgrade to that, where you have your own private coach and you do these things. Mm -hmm. And given me the opportunity to employ coaches. You know, yes. I have eight coaches now that work for me and they get to do what they love. They don't want a business. They just want to help people. And then our last offering is um, was the next and final rung of like me thinking through my ultimate um, nobius woman. What's her ultimate journey? And a lot of my members have gone on to become life coaches. Mm-hmm. They've lost their weight. And they're like, I want to be like you. Like, I know how good it feels to be on the other side. I just want to help people do the same thing. And so we added an advanced weight loss certification to be able to help women, not only, and men, we actually are opening up that one piece to men, but I wanted to be able to help people get the word out that there's something different in weight loss now that, you know, this is how we do it. And I wanted to blend that with business because I just feel like women, don't have a leg up in business. Um, I wanted them to, if they're going to come through my weight loss certification, they should be able to leave with some knowledge on basic Facebook ads, basic course creation. Con- like, how, like, how do I even write an Instagram post that teaches? Like, what are the frameworks? What are the formulas you guys use in your business? We just teach you everything we do. <laughs> basically. Love it. So that's how, that, that's how we think through things. And you make it sound so simple, but it took it took years and years for you to evolve and to make those business decisions to, you know, what's next and what does that mean to the business? Um, whenever I think about scaling like that, I think about making investments in, you know, kind of foundation, but also people. Like, mm-hmm. how many people do you have like working for you full time now? I'm, I'm sure you have there- some contractors too, but. Yeah, we have 20 full time. Well, we have 18 full time, two part time. Um, we have probably about 
eight solid contractors. We have like a, our IT department is all contracted and my husband runs them. Um, and then we have like just a few, like a graphics person. She's, um, she's, she's a contractor. We have a video person who's a contractor. Uh, my son's a contractor. <laughs> he writes code. Yeah. He does a lot of our back end code. So yeah. That's awesome. Corinne, how do you make that decision? Um, how do you know when it's ready? You're ready to bring on another full-time body or another person into the business? Well, I think this is really important. Um, I started with looking at the areas of the business where I could use some help. Mm-hmm. And if it got off my plate, then I could double down on things that were really going to help grow the business or grow the woman in my membership. And so I started with the first few things was a lot of administrative stuff, like just getting off some of the administrative stuff. So like I hired um, a couple of people to just moderate our Facebook groups. We were um, getting to our community was so big that I could spend all day in there talking Mm -hmm. and moderating and stuff. And I like to go in there when it's going to be impactful. I kept thinking, I don't need to be answering like every single question, like, where's this video? What's, you know, give me a link to this. But when someone's having a terrible day, that that's impactful. I should be in there during those times. So that was some of the first things I did, but I will tell you a mistake that I made in the very beginning that I would tell all of you is, um, don't just hire like hire people who are not just going to take things off your plate, but are going to take things off your plate and work better than you ever could. I held on for a long time. This, I was just so good at all of it because I built it and it was really hard for me to let go of things because I, I wasn't necessarily hiring people because I thought that they had way better skills than I did. I just had this stuck belief that no one could ever do it any better than me. I just need people to do what I tell them. Mm -hmm. And I've realized about nowadays, the way that we hire is like, I'm looking for people who are going to bring to the table more than I ever could. I'm not supposed to be the expert anymore. I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know, you always hear that phrase, surround yourself with people so you're not never the smartest person in the room. And it's actually what you just described as bringing that to life in your business. Because I think we all have that little bit of control factor. Nobody knows it like we do. Nobody can do it the way we do. Right. It is not true at all. And it's it's a growth stifler. It's like one of the things where you'll find your business, you know, and I know your people are young in their business, but gosh, you know, hire someone that, knows a little bit more than you, you know, who can come in and help you in that way. And then as you keep growing, always keep that in your mindset. If you do it from the very beginning, you'll notice that you'll be less of a control freak the bigger you get. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you on that one, lady. I hear you on that one. All right. I love that you brought in um, like a mistake that you made. Can you think of anything else that you would want to share? It'd be like, girlfriends, you just really got to keep in mind this. Don't go here. Or really, this is the most important thing for you to consider. What else would you have to say? I would say like, like in the very beginning, when I was pricing, it's that whole idea of I price, like I wish that I had learned sooner to not price on my self-worth. I wish that I had really figured out that the real key to pricing was always going to be the way that I like to do it is I'm going to create like, there's two ways. I'm either going to create something 
And then I'm going to over deliver in it. And then I'm going to make a price that's a no brainer. Or I'm going to look at the business. Now what we do is we actually look at the business and we realize how much we need to make in order for it to be like, you need to have your standards. Like I didn't for a long time price based on profitability. Mm. I just didn't. And so like just learning some basics of like, this is how much we want to profit. This is how much I want to pay myself and stuff. So this means the business needs to be making this much money. Then decide like, all right, so if I'm going to need to sell X amount of widgets to you know do this, X amount of programs and courses and members and stuff to do this, then I'm going to build a program that's going to blow that price out of the water. So there's like two ways you can do it. I think the... The latter is probably the better because it teaches you more business acumen, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be afraid either to just say like, my dream program would be this. And like, I'm, I'm going to, I will just say this. If you think you're going to underprice, pick a price and then add a little bit on top. That'll probably be enough to make you uncomfortable and start teaching you to charge more. <laughs> and that's exactly what's necessary for you to, to grow. It's always yes. feel uncomfortable, a little uncomfortable. I yes. love it. All right, Corinne, I'm going to be dropping a lot of uh, information about you in the show notes, but really quickly, if someone's interested in joining your membership, where do they find you? And if someone's interested in certification, what's happening? When is that going on? And how do they find that? Yeah, if you want to be inside the, like the, no BS weight loss program. The best thing to do is you can go to, um, we're going to be open August 4th through the 7th. So you can go to joinnobs.com. You can read all about the program there. If you want to take the free course, maybe you're just like, oh no, not necessarily ready. You can go to nobsfreecourse.com and you, that'll get you into the mailing list. You'll get the free course. You won't miss anything coming at you. But if you do, if you're If you really want to go through advanced weight loss certification, you want to work with us, that's a different area. So you'll want to go to theweightlossuniversity.com, get on the wait list. We're going to be doing um, like a live Q&A so that people can ask questions. And then we're going to be taking applications August 11th through the 13th. Awesome. I'm very excited for you. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be wanting to get into that because I mean, look at what you've done. If you're willing to teach and share that, there is this kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I definitely so. want to share it. I just, we, I was telling somebody earlier, my mission is to teach every woman how to lose weight and feel as amazing as she deserves. And I realized one day I'm not going to be able to do that all by myself. <laughs> Other people are going to have to help me. So it's like, Brilliant. let me teach more of you to do this. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Corinne, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us. I really appreciate all the wisdom you've shared and not just in this half hour together, but seriously, as a mentor of mine, I really appreciate you very much. Well, thank Thank you. All right, lady, take care. Good to see you. And everyone that's listening, come on, don't let anything stop you. You heard Corinne, you just need to have faith in the value that you've got to share and then the courage to go forward and do it. So come on, girls, let's go do it. Get it done. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye, Corinne. Bye. Take care. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.